What's up, everybody? Welcome to the seventh episode of the Bantam Golf Podcast. Thanks for listening tonight, today, whatever time you're listening. Thank you for listening. I am fired the F up for so many reasons. It's Valero Texas Open Week. We're all excited. The tour goes back to Texas. Actually, they were in Texas last week. So the tour stays in Texas this week. We're all so excited. Um, Other reason, number two, I listened to... What's that song? Till I Collapse by Eminem and Nate Dogg earlier tonight. That song gets me so effing fired up. And if if you if you don't know it, you just listen to it on the way to work or on the way to work out, or maybe you have a first date and you're trying to get amped. Put that shit on, listen to it. You're gonna absolutely love it. It'll get you going. And the third reason why we're excited, it's Masters Week. Not really, but it's almost Masters Week. We've got like five and a half-ish days till it starts. And as far as I'm concerned, it starts the minute the Valero Texas Open ends on Sunday. So let's say 5 p.m. Sunday night, 5.30 p.m. Sunday night. It's Masters Week. You go to bed on Sunday night, you wake up, and you know what's happening, right? The Masters is happening. Like Monday morning, have you ever been to a practice round on Monday morning? Uh, you line up at the gates. There's a little dew out there on the grass. You're standing in line with a couple hundred people waiting for the gates to open. And you, you go in there, and whoever it is, the first person that says, welcome to the Masters, I just got chills. Like, you just get chills. It is the best. First off, it's the best week of the year. And secondly... It's, it's just, it's the best run sporting event that there is. Like all, all other golf tournaments, they need to go check it out, see how they do things and repeat it. NFL, MLB, just go to the masters and, and just do what they do and you will be a success. We're going to get into that next week sometime, probably Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Actually, no, the tournament starts on Thursday. What am I talking about? Hopefully on Wednesday, I'll drop a pod, maybe a preview pod. Probably going to talk about my experience, what I saw. I'm going Monday and Tuesday. So if you see me there, I'll probably be the only person wearing a Bantam golf hat. So please come up, say hi. If if I did see somebody wearing uh, a Bantam golf hat there, I'd lose my mind. That would be the coolest thing in the entire world. So uh, yeah, so if you see me, come say hi, but I'll be there Monday and Tuesday. Going to drop a master's pod. Um, hopefully next Wednesday. I'm going to try to get this one out maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow morning. I'm recording this. It's 10 o'clock on Tuesday, Nashville time. So I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I've got some energy, obviously, but not sure how long that that's going to last. So we'll just try to get through here. Let's get back on, uh, let's get back on track here. Um, not a lot of golf news this week because it is Masters week. Feel like it's the calm before the storm. Not a lot happening. There is, and why do I always want to chuckle when I say it? But there is a live event that's going down this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Orlando. No clue, no clue where it's being played. I kind of I had to mute a bunch of the live bullshit that I follow on Instagram just because it's too much, as I've said before. So no clue where it's playing, but it's happening. It should be should be really good. And I'm laughing again. Should be really good prep for those guys uh playing in Augusta next week. But I I'm amped 
to watch. I, I'm amped for the Masters, first off, but I'm amped to see how these guys that are playing on the Live Tour without a ton of competition, and no disrespect, but there's just not. I mean, they're trying to make it a team thing, obviously, and it's just it's not the same. There's no cut, which is kind of bullshit, so like... You're not sitting there sweating out some of these putts or trying to figure out, oh, is the cut going to be plus one, plus two? Am I going to get a paycheck this week? So they haven't had that element of stress, anxiety. Um, a lot of the things that these guys, you know, that people respond to in a either a positive or negative way. So it'll be interesting to see how they play four days, if they make it four days, just two days, if they even make the cut. So I'm excited, but I, I do hope and I pray that Liv doesn't dominate the stories next week because that'll just be exhausting if every news media, every whatever golf writer is talking about Liv and what's going on and if they're whatever, if they hate each other, if somebody hates somebody. I mean, it's not like it's going to be a scene from, what was that movie, Anchorman, where all the newscasters like meet in the alley and then have a brawl. Like, it's not going to be like that. You know, I think even Cam Smith said last week, there's no animosity towards PGA Tour and the Live guys. He said, in true Australian fashion, his mates are still his mates. So how, I sound so stupid saying saying that, but that's why Australians are st- they're cool people, man. They can say that shit. And it sounds so cool rolling off their tongues. So shout out Australians. You guys rock. But back to, we'll talk about the Masters next week. I really, I really, I really want to sit here and talk about it for like the next hour, but I'm not going to do that. We're going to try to keep this one short and sweet. Let's start with a little recap of the Dell match play event that happened over the weekend. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry about my hat and pick. I said I wasn't going to apologize. I said I wasn't going to say I was sorry because let me tell you, let me tell you, before you start cursing me, he hurt his hand before the round. He did. I don't know what he did, but he hurt it doing something. And I think that really affected his play. Uh, it must have been sore. I don't know. Now he sounds kind of like a weenie. But uh, something happened, and, you know, I think he lost – I think he may have lost all three matches. He may have won his on Saturday. I can't remember. But shitty pick. My bad. Didn't want to pick Scheffler or Rahm or one of those guys or Rory even because it just didn't feel didn't feel sexy. And so I'm sorry that I gave you guys Hatton last week. Not going to give you Hatton this week. I'm still a little worried about his hand, even though I think he's the betting favorite. I'm pretty sure that he is. But I did. I will say, and I should have tweeted this out, Scheffler was plus 1,200. Um, what day was that? Saturday when he was down three, and I took it, and I probably should have tweeted it out, but I kept it to myself, So, and it ended up losing, so that's probably on me anyway for not sharing the wealth, but I felt really smart again. This is a common theme. It sounds like I'm feeling really smart at some point during the weekend, and then I don't when my bets lose. So anyway, let's move on. Great tournament from Sam Burns. Oh, I did I did cash a Sam Burns ticket though. So uh I took it. It was a live bet. My buddy Mike and I were texting. Shout out to Mike. He said he would take Burns to win. And I said, Oh, why not? You know what? I'll put a little money on it. So Burns won. So 
Thank you, Mike. I think we're having breakfast on Friday. So breakfast on me. If you listen, if you don't listen to this podcast and you don't mention it on Friday, then no breakfast for you. So uh, sucks for you if you miss out on it. Anyway, let's move on. Valero, Texas Open, TPC San Antonio. Greg, Greg, kind of ironic and weird. I don't know if I used the word ironic the correct way. I think I did. That it's a Greg Norman design course while Liv's playing an event this week. Anyway, but he does have, Norman does design some some good stuff. Dune Bag's a cool shit course uh, in Ireland. Love that course. Also, shout out to my caddy, Jack. You're the man. Hopefully, you're listening to this. I say my caddy like he's, like if I was on tour or something. He's a caddy at Dune Bag. He's a good guy. If you go to Dune Bag, request him. You'll have a friggin' blast. But it's a Norman course, TPC San Antonio. Let's get back on track here, right? TPC San Antonio, par 72, 7,400-ish yards, very narrow fairways. But there's not a lot of – the rough's not too bad. I think it's like two and a half inches or something. I heard that today, so now I sound super smart again. But the – the goal is obviously the goal of golf is obviously to keep it in the fairway. Also, there's a cut. That's a joke. That's a uh, whatever that Netflix show is. We're going to talk about joke the cut. But um, they have narrow fairways. You want to keep it in the fairway. It should play. I don't think it's gotten a lot of rain lately, so it's going to play pretty firm and fast. There's going to be a lot of rollout into the greens on the fairways, but the rough is not super penalizing. So my my metrics. And I love to say that too. I sound like such a nerd. My metrics when I was kind of looking at golfers that I wanted to pick and, or, you know, pick outrights or top fives, top tens or whatever, or play in DFS were guys that can keep it in the fairway. And then um, the other metrics that I looked at were approach. Approach is going to matter. Every, pretty much most weeks. Um, what else is on there? Driving accuracy. I think I already mentioned that. Stroke gain around the around the green as well. I think is another metric that I want to pay attention to. I also they have some really long par threes. I think they're all over two hundred yards. I may have. I, I'm my notes are terrible. Some someday I will share these with you. I can't read my own handwriting, which is a little bit um, is a little bit weird. I'll be honest. I wrote my wife a very sweet note. Uh, the day we got married and I think it took her and like three other girls to try to figure out what I wrote on that note. I'm a le- I'm left-handed. I'll just blame it on my left hand. Anyway, moving on back to uh, clearly I have a lot of energy. I'm fired up. So um, moving back to the Valero Texas open. So we kind of talked about strokes gained approach, driving accuracy. Ac- I can't even say that word driving accuracy, strokes gained around the green, Keeping the ball in the fairway. Also looked at a little bit of um, tee to green percentage, those kind of things, or greens and regulation, rather. Same same kind of thing. Looked at that. Um, also looked at, I think well, I got off track when I was talking about par threes, so forgive me, but the players that are top, top five, top ten in par three scoring, I think that matters too with uh, par threes that are over 200 yards. That's a long... It's a long par three for anybody. So even for these guys, especially when you got to hit it in the middle of the green and just hope it goes the way you want to uh, with these hard hard and fast greens, hard and fast greens, hard and fast fairways. Anyway, so we're 12 minutes in. I'm rambling at this point. Let's get right to my picks. 
And there's going to be no surprises here. No surprises with, I think, my number one golfer for the week is Ricky Fowler. Currently not in the Masters. The narrative is really good. Ricky wins. He's in. What a story. That'd be amazing. But he checks all the boxes. If you look at the way that he's been playing, if you look at strokes gained approach, driving accuracy, everything, he checks all the boxes. And he's also, what, third in part three scoring in all the PGA Tour. So I'm going to place an outright on Ricky, plus 1,800 earlier in the week, or not earlier in the week. It's Tuesday, so it's early in the week. But uh, over the weekend, I think you could have gotten him at like plus 2,400 or plus 2,200, but he's plus 1,800 now. He's the second betting favorite behind Hatton, who we are not taking this week, but we are, we're going to, let's just put a little note. You know, like if you use the PGA Tour app, maybe star him in that app to follow because we got to know what's up with him. Uh, he's playing too well in general to disregard, but I'm not going to take him this week. Going to place a little bit of money on Fowler, cross my fingers, and hope that he gets it done. It would be such a cool story, but he does. He checks all the boxes for this course, the way he's been playing, my metrics that I came up with, he does. He checks all the boxes. So Fowler, I would say, is is my guy. That's who we're riding. Again, not a sexy pick as he's almost the favorite, but he's not. So Masters maybe will get a little bit more creative. Uh, some other guys I like, Siwoo Kim, who's the third favorite at plus 2,200. I think he he's playing great, got a good track record here. Uh, again, checks all the boxes. Uh, other guys that I love, Chris Kirk, plus 2,800. Brendan Todd, plus 4,000. And got to go back to Akshay Bhatia. He's plus 10,000 this week. But do, he's he's going to sneak in there and win a tournament when no one's paying attention. And I feel like at plus 10,000, you know, put 20 bucks, 10 bucks, whatever down, you got nothing to lose besides a little bit of pocket change. So this could be it. You know, no one's paying attention. Everybody's looking forward to the Masters. Akshay jumps in there, does what he does, hits all the greens in regulation, makes all the putts, does all the things. He wins. We get rich. We're all geniuses. So I'm gonna, I've got an outright on him at plus 10,000. Other guy that I like that I honestly don't know a ton about, but he fits my model is Nikolai Hogard. It's H-O-J-G-A-A-R-D. Hogard? Hopefully I said, wouldn't that be awesome if I said that perfectly? I don't think I did, but he's plus 5,000. He's a guy that I'm going to have a little bit of money on this week as well. And then another sneaky play. I don't know what his odds are. I just wrote him down because it just feels like it could be his week. Is uh, Cebes our boy Cebes Christian Bazaden? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna. Gonna try to pronounce his last name. It's like Bazaden Bazaden Hoot Bazaden Hoot Christian Bazaden Hoot. Uh, not sure what his odds are, but I'm gonna put a star by his name on the PD app tour as well. Um, it just it, again feels like a sneaky play. I'm trying to see if I have anybody else on my list. And I think that's it. Don't have like a great feeling. This is not like my Fleetwood or my Scheffler or my Shane Lowry. Like I've felt those, like I said. You know, there's gambling by looking at statistics and doing all this other bullshit that I try to do. And then there's feeling, you know, 
What do you just feel like? I just feel like the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, there's that kind of gambling. And a professional gambler would say, don't do that. But I do that because I'm a human. I'm not a professional gambler. So take my advice with a grain of salt. I think I just trashed my entire last 15 minutes. So, but anyway, that's just what, that's just who I'm picking this week. Those guys, Fowler, Siwoo, Hogard, Chris, did I say Chris Kirk at plus 2,800? I'll have to rewind that and check, but Chris Kirk plus 2,800, Brendan Todd, Akshay Bhatia, and then we are putting a star by Hatton because we got to know if he's hurt. I feel like he's a sneaky play at Augusta too. He says he hates that course, but uh, who hates? How could, how, who in the world could not enjoy that course besides Gary Player, uh, who ranked at the fourth major on his list, which is the biggest load of fucking horse shit I've ever heard. Gary Player, like, what is wrong with you, bro? Just because your son got booted for life for showing a golf ball uh, on that opening ceremony, that was a mess. Well, maybe we'll discuss that next week, but what a dipshit for saying that's the fourth best major. Um, I think that's it. I think we've covered everything. We'll be back sometime Next week, probably drop a pod Tuesday or Wednesday when I have time. I don't know. That's it. Enjoy the Valero Texas Open. Enjoy live if you watch it, and that's your thing. And I will talk to you soon. Signing off. Goodbye.